Welcome to episode 49 of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're in iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, TuneIn, and of course, family, we are on Spotify. So I'm Sean. I'm Nye. What's up, y'all? Hey, Nye. So what are we calling this episode? Looking like you still do fraud. <laughs> it's that I don't know shit. why that always makes me laugh. Every time Man, I hear we, that. we gotta talk about this this <laughs> this clown. Looking like a still do fraud. Kodak Black. <laughs> you know what? And like, what does that look like? Right, that's what I'm saying. Because you don't like when I picture people looking like I'm. I'm thinking you like dipped and fresh and dripping and shit. This nigga look dirty. <laughs> well, he look like somebody lesbian auntie. But anyway, let me what? A lesbian auntie. He like, no, I don't trust men with no facial hair. Like none. You can't at all. None. It's like not today, none. bitches. Okay, are we? Wait, let's start off the ratchet minute. So okay, start off the ratchet minute. I just wanna. Say a little note about Wendy Williams. She was spotted at the Walmart looking crazy as fuck recently. So she's in the Walmart. I don't know if you've seen the picture. There's a meme. It's not even a meme. It's an actual picture of her in a Walmart in the motorized carts that they use for people. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that when you when you don't need it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you you in it. So she's driving around. I mean. First of all, you know, I have so much love for Wendy, but I don't know what's going on. Like her Man. wig is on sideways, her her brows is she got double, triple brows um painted on, and she is wearing her wedding ring. So of course, as as you've heard, a week before this, she was drunk, taken to the hospital and put on IV, but then she went back to work the next day. Couldn't even tell that nothing was going on. Went and hosted her show like what, bitches? So so supposedly she's divorcing Kevin since you know he has that side baby with Sharina um I was reading something you know 50 Cent I I, like I love I love to hate him so 50 Cent is saying that this is like a threesome going wrong like that's that's the word on the streets that Sharina was part of you know the woman that they invited into the bedroom and Wendy kind of has alluded to this in the past you know that this that you know maybe that was something that she was open to. So I don't know. I don't know the whole story, but this is well, you know, the reason, that's that, gone wrong. Um, the reason why Charlemagne and Wendy fell out is because of Sharina. Sharina's from, you know, um, Charlemagne is from South Carolina and Sharina was his homegirl that right. I guess he brought up here and he introduced to Kevin and then Kevin started, you know, you know, she was a masseuse. I thought like she was a massage therapist. Yeah. He started, you know, he started dealing with her and then apparently they were in, they were, Okay, so this is where it gets a little murky, my memory. So I think they were in like, um, they went on vacation and Kevin, Okay. they went on vacation somewhere. They were, they were somewhere, they flew out somewhere. I don't know if it was for work or vacation. They got flewed out. I got you. So Wendy and, um, and Kevin was there and I think Charlemagne was there too. And Kevin flew Sharina out <laughs> to their vacation. Okay. So the reason why Charlemagne and Kevin um, fell out is because I guess... Sharina wanted to holler at one of Charlemagne's uh, homeboys while she was dealing with Kevin. And Kevin kind of felt like he had introduced Sharina to this other dude. So that's kind of how they, that's, that's the, that's the reason why the whole Wendy thing, how they all fell out is because, because of this situation right here. 
Wow. So, okay. Mm -hmm. That, that kind of makes sense. So I just, I got to say this again, because I watch, you know, I watched the Wendy Williams show and from her drunken night before and her whole thing in Walmart looking like she shouldn't be out. She's been doing her show like, you know, put together. I don't, I mean, I don't know how to do it. So it reminds me of, you know, back in the day, I remember hearing about Charlie Sheen and they used to talk about Charlie Sheen. Now we know, Charlie Sheen with all his, you know, it, the, the crack pipes and the heroin and all this other stuff. But one thing they said about him is that when he came to work on his show, I don't know if it was like three men and a baby or half. I forgot what show it was, but they were like, he was always on point. He was always on time. He always knew his lines. Like he was a part time crackhead. Like he was a functional crackhead. Uh-huh. And I mean, you know, not saying I don't want to put those words out there with Wendy, but she has said it with her own mouth that, you know, she is struggling with um, addiction issues. Mm-hmm. But she comes to work put together. I mean, so, there, there's a lot of um, functioning drug addicts out there, you know, who do their, you know, as soon as they get off work, they, you know, they go um, balls to the wall. And then but when, it's time, but when it's time to get up and go to work, they go to work. And, you know, I'm not saying that I'm nowhere near a crackhead or drunk, but there's been plenty of times where I've been partying, 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 and I get my ass up. <laughs> yeah, this is true. I look, I, I, I recall, so now, I, even when I was in law school, I was like, you know, I was still very naive to the drug usage. Cause when I say like, that was the place I've, I've seen, I've seen cocaine, you know, you, you're in certain circles, but I've never seen so much cocaine when, mm-hmm. other than when I was in law school, like that's how, that was what they used to study or yeah. to, uh-huh. I, I mean, it just, I'm just like, I will never, I'll never put anything up my nose ever. That, is, that shit scares me too. Absolutely death. scares me, scares, uh-huh. scares me to death. So, I mean, but they had no problem with it. I was like, you know, the, the most I'll do is I'll, I'll drink a soda with some coffee like take a line hell no that was the thing i just you know different strokes different folks yeah i i wasn't down with that so Mm. um but you know i must just say a prayer for wendy whatever she got going on it's 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 crazy because she's the person who brings you know she's she's on television she's talking about everybody's business now her business is out there um Mm -hmm. and she's you know, she's, she's struggling to hold it together. That's, that's what I see. So. I mean, this is, you know, this is really a traumatic thing to go through and to go through it, you know, on, you know, on camera or, you know, on TV for everyone to see, like, mm-hmm. you know, being with your husband and your mate for, you know, decades and him, you know, stepping out on you, you know, not just stepping out on you have, you know, he has a whole other family that he has created. <laughs> whole, with he got a whole baby. He got a whole baby and a whole household. Like he bought this chick a house in the same neighborhood they live in. How embarrassing is that? Not a mercy. That is super embarrassing. Like he has no respect for her. And I think part of it, I'm pretty sure, you know, Wendy's a smart woman. I I know she wants to get out of it. And it's always, I think it's always when you're in situations like this, it's always a matter of your heart catching up with your, your mind. Yeah. You know, your mind tells you, you know, this shit is fucked up. I need to get the fuck out of here. But your heart is just holding Mm -hmm. on, holding on, holding on. Um, And then there may be a walking testimony. I know about that. We all are. And I think another part of it is, you know, from the stories that I hear, he's very intimidating. He's very mean. I hear he's physically abusive to her. So it may be a thing where he's not letting her go and yeah. she's probably afraid to leave. You know, we hear stories all the time of, you know, it was just a story the other day about this woman. Um, I, don't, I can't remember the specifics, but, um, you know, she is separated from her husband. 
they have a child together, they have joint custody and they have, um, you know, they, they do this, this, the handoff with the kid at the, the precinct, a police precinct. Right. And he killed her there. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, not saying that Kevin is going to take it to that extreme, but we don't know, you know, how he's intimidating her, um, and what kind of hold he has on her. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've talked about this on other shows and just, you know, sharing a part of my testimony and you're exactly right. Cause you never know. And it, it's, it's the little warning signs that you get that a lot of times, nine times out of 10 being is with women that we ignore those yeah. you know, because we want to see the good in people. And we want to, mm-hmm. we believe in, in someone more than sometimes they believe in themselves. Absolutely. And Absolutely. a lot of times that'll get us caught up. So, you know, especially being in a position, I'm just talking about Wendy, where you can probably give the greatest advice to everybody else when it comes to yourself. And I know because mm-hmm. I'm a walking testimony, my damn self, when it comes to giving to following your own great advice. Yeah, oh, it's, oh. it's difficult. It's, and, 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 I, and, I, and it goes back to what I was saying, where in your mind, you know what's right and you know what's wrong. You know what you should do. But what you should do, is it going to be what you're going to do? You know, right. and hopefully the, the motherfucker. it is. And, you know, eventually, hopefully you get to that point where your mind and your heart, they meet and, you know, but sometimes it takes time to get there. And that's why, you know, I never, you know, my younger years, I used to be so judgmental about people, you know, you, well, you should do that. And she should, I don't understand. And sometimes I still do it too, but yeah. um, <laughs> I don't, you know, but, you know, when you have life experiences and you kind of understand that life ain't cut and dry shit ain't black and white it's a lot it's a whole lot of gray areas so you know you got to do things on your own time yeah you know what i mean and and i'm and she's probably at that point you know she has to do it on her own time because if not then she's gonna end up right back with him you know so exactly so wish her well come on wendy pull it pull it together all right all right so moving on where we at Looking like a steel deep fraud. Good lord. <laughs> Kodak little black ass. He looks like you ever see the Mucinex commercials and it'd be that glob of phlegm that yeah, come out. <laughs> he looks like he is he looks like he smells like like mold or something. Just I told you he looked like somebody lesbian auntie. He reminds me of a a, a woman to me. Like because he has no I I don't I I it's I know not all I know I know not all men can grow facial hair and I, I think it's very unfortunate but when they can't grow it it just looks <laughs> weird. It, it it looks weird. You better Beijing that shit out. Like um remember Sean Kingston the little yeah. boy he oh. did not do he was so cute but he looked like a girl. <laughs> it's just that's what I'm saying. Girl. This is this is what I'm saying. I feel, I'm looking at him and I'm like you know what he he probably right with that strap on. He looks you know he looks to me like some like his like a like a lesbian like a like a really a really thorough a lesbian a butch yeah that's what you want to say i did <laughs> right. you know so I mean. his little dumb ass is back and and um you know he didn't done some dumb shit again so apparently well you know we talked about last week nipsey hustle um was tragically killed so kodak black and his little ignorant ass disrespects lauren london and says he he did like a live, I guess, on Instagram or wherever you do lives at and said that, you know, he's going to give her a year to mourn. But, you know, after that year is over, he's going to push up on her and, you know, he's going to be a good man for her. And let me tell you, all yeah, these, is you on oh, crack. I want your little dusty, musty ass. But the, the, the thing about this is that, you know, um, because he said this, some some people like T.I. and game uh, so yeah the game they you know they kind of um 
you know, took up for Nipsey. He's like, you know, this is really disrespectful to Nipsey, but really it's disrespectful to Lauren, you know? Exactly. Kodak, Kodak Black, I mean, yeah, Kodak Black has a history of being so super disrespectful to women. Like he he just disrespected Young and May. He has a song called uh, out called Pimpin' Ain't Easy. And one of his lines is, I'm fucking Young and May long as she got a coochie. Say she got a strap and a toolie. Say she Ooh. put that crack in her booty. <laughs> and then a couple of years ago, this black motherfucker, not that I'm against, I love black men, but I'm just calling him black motherfucker because he said, disrespecting dark-skinned women. I heard that. He says, he likes light-skinned women because dark-skinned women are more difficult. Light-skinned women are more sensitive. What the fuck does that mean? Who talk, I'm, I'm saying, what does your mama look like? What does your mama look like? I'm sure she's a a a, a dark skinned woman. Like, I, you know, I hate I hate hearing that shit. I hate hearing that shit. And then, you know, a couple of years ago, um, he was accused of raping his woman after one of his concerts in South Carolina back in two, 2016. So he has a history of being so disrespectful to women, like super disrespectful to women. Mm. But it's so interesting that not no men that I'm aware of really came to talk out against them about all these different things that he's done. But, you know, at this last point where he's, you know, disrespecting Nipsey Hussle, now all of a sudden they want to ban his music. You know, they want to heard that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had, um, I had posted on our Instagram. I said, you know, basically I said, I'm totally against black on black crime, but could a group of y'all come together and catch Kodak black with some hands. And it was interesting to see the the responses to that. You know, on the one hand, it's like, well, you know, you promoting black on black crime and we don't need that. But I really meant it in a sense like we need to come together and check this brother. You know, like shoot him a fair one because he was yeah, so he, out of pocket. He's been so out of line. He's been problematic for years. And you know, we talked about this on, on offline. Um, I've listened to a couple of his interviews. And it's like these young kids, him and and Soldier Boy is another one. They just have mastered the the art of being super smart and super dumb at the same fucking time. You were saying this, I was, you, said, you know, like I'm listening because before I always thought, you know, Cody, I don't even know what the fuck he's talking. About. I can't even understand what the fuck he's saying. But I'm like, like I still do fraud. I was listening to him and like really paying attention. Like he's really a, a pretty intelligent kid. You know, what I mean? he's a young adult, but he's pretty intelligent, especially mm -hmm. to have made it this far, you know, in his career. He's, you know, he, he got a good head on his shoulders, but at the same time, he's ignorant as shit. And he's super problematic. Yeah. You know, all of these um, aggressions that he's done against women, you know, I think it's, it's a matter of time before he does something. Not that these things are trivial and minor, but, um, you know. He has a history, and I and I and I don't see this this uh, behavior stopping. And you know what? Also, is very interesting how men, and I'm not just saying him, just men in general, always say. Well, some men will say, you know, if I if I fuck the the dyke, I'll, I'll turn her straight. Now there is there is a survey out. I don't know if you ever seen this survey about who actually orgasms when they have sex. And heterosexual women were at the bottom of this poll. God damn. <laughs> you can't even make women who want dick come. How do you <laughs> make somebody who don't want dick come? <laughs> Tell me how you plan on doing that. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Girl, tell the truth and shame the devil. What? What is, what is your plan of action? <laughs> 
Where's your PowerPoint presentation? <laughs> right. Because your history is telling otherwise. <laughs> So like you got you got willing participants here that you can't even satisfy. Right. I'm talking about willing participants. It was ready and waiting for you, <laughs> <laughs> hoping for the best, hoping for the best. Fingers crossed. <laughs> anyway, Yo. whatever. So you know, um, and then this, this kind of also goes back to the. Are we separating the music from the artists? <laughs> I feel mm. like we kind of always go back to this. <laughs> yeah, you you know, I told you I made peace with it. Like yeah. I have to, I have to separate it out because yeah, if looking like I still do fraud, come on, I probably just jam- it says these shit. I was like, let me figure out what is. What I like that. <laughs> I like it too. <laughs> and you know, I'm in Florida, so come on now. That's what that's what, what I hear. Like that nigga probably live up the street. <laughs> like, all right, Kodak Black. Catch Kodak Black at the Publix. Hey, <laughs> a mess, a mess. I tell you, yeah. So, Whew. all right, Let's get get your get your life together, though, Kodak. Please, I, I'm I'm. I was just like, I need, I need somebody to lay hands on him. You know, like old school, shoot him a fair one. This dude, he, you know, I, I, I am a big advocate of therapy. This, he needs some kind yeah. of therapy. He got some, some, some aggressions that he needs to deal with. Um, he has some, some hatred towards women, mm-hmm. um, that he needs to unpack and figure out where the fuck this aggression comes from and, um, and, and deal with it. Cause this, yep. ain't, this ain't gonna get no better. Okay, we know. All right, moving on. So are we at the segment of the show where we are slipping on our kitten heels and pulling our hair back into neat buns and chignons? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm putting on my my big bifocal glasses because they might as well be. Because the girl can't see shit. Well, oh, I'm about bifocals right now. I'm Ooh. sensitive to that right now. I know about you. I'm very sensitive. It's a sensitive subject. <laughs> wait, wait. I, so I have to side note. I have to get a pair of glasses. I really do. But you know, like I end up paying like an extra like two hundred and fifty dollars just to like thin the thin it out. Because no matter what. I don't care what they show me. Like, oh, these are sleek. Like, let me tell you, I have to have big, thick frame. <laughs> <laughs> like, is your the actual lens supposed to stick out that much further from the frame? <laughs> Ma'am, are you legally blind? <laughs> I'm legally blind. I was for the longest. I used to ask, "Am I legally blind?" You know, so the the. The um, eye doctor was like, legally blind is when even if they fix your eyesight with the most, you know, powerful lens, you still won't have 20-20 vision. So, because I really thought, you know, growing up, like, I can't, this is, I can't, like, I, I, my eyes are like, I live in a fishbowl, basically, without glasses and contact. Uh-huh. I really can't see, so. Whew, and put on them big old thick frames. I'll be trying to go cute, you know, little, um, <laughs> little wire frames. Uh-huh. Doesn't work for me. I'm not about my <laughs> eyes are not about that life. <laughs> my eyes said no. 
Oh, all right. Okay. So get into the woke minute. So, so I have been reading recently. This is, it's, I actually is not new news because from what I understand, this has been like five years in the in the making. But did you know that Reverend Al Sharpton admitted that he was an undercover informant for the FBI? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, I, I mean the, I'm um, just the crime I'm, bosses. So he was informing on some of the crime bosses. Yeah. So he admitted he wore a wire for the FBI. He was a known informant known as CI7, which from what I understand, like he had the worst track record in terms of like to the community, but, you know, helping the FBI with any, everybody. So like you said, crime, crime, mob bosses. Um, he took down Don King, you know, was, and you know, the FBI has this history of, uh, tapping and wiretapping musicians. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and it was talking about Adam Clayton Powell and, you know, all these different music executives and mobsters. So I was watching a video where Sharpton was speaking and he says, I mean, this, he's, you know, he is like King Clown for real. I yeah. didn't, you know, I always kind of felt like him and Jesse Jackson, like King, King Clowns. But, you know, he says in this video, he says, in my own mind, I wasn't an informant. I was just cooperating. Like, motherfucker, that is an informant. That's what they do. That's what that is. No, I could not. I'm just, like, listening to this. So this just, you know, just had me thinking, you know, especially in light of the passing of Nipsey. And it's like, you know, you... You want to believe that the it 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 the, the bottom line is surrounding yourself with with good people, you know, with good energy because you never know. And it's like it usually it be the snakes that's the closest to you, you mm. know, that that is praying for your downfall. I mean, I was really alarmed by this. I didn't I didn't know the extent of it. Like I said, I always knew he was kind of like a he's an opportunist, clearly. Uh, Right, because we we reported that you had bought the story up where he was selling the rights to his own um, <laughs> selling the rights to his story to his own charity, his own his autobiography, <laughs> and made his charity buy it from him. Like, your raggedy ass life story, like nigga, you a Kodak Black out here for real. <laughs> right. I just, yeah. I just, I could not. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still in shock. Like I'm just, I'm just reading about it, but, but. But not so What's much. What's interesting so. is that he feels so comfortable saying that because I don't know. Well, I don't know any anyone any informants personally, but I always from all the mob movies that I've ever seen. You don't want they go into witness protection. Them. They get the fuck out of here. Oh they change God. their name and move to Idaho. And 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 in the hood, stitches get stitches and end up in ditches. So you know? <laughs> like, and he over here making YouTube videos about it. I just, right. I can't. For the life of me, I can't understand it. I can't understand it. Yeah, I don't know. Is this story even true? Did he? Well, did he what? I, I don't know. It just, it just. I, I, I'm assuming it is true, but well, he was talking about it. He did an interview about it. He just, like I said, he he said in his mind he wasn't an informant. He was just cooperating. They wanted some ev evidence. He's not afraid for his life. Girl, he didn't got that half a million dollars from his organization to that buy his He about to move to Mexico. I don't know. And just set up a, a headquarters for National Action Network out there. National Action. National Action Network. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when he says it, National Action oh. Network. <laughs> oh, boy. That the Mr. Bobblehead. I'm just, you know, we got to. <sighs> we have a real issue with with the the old school leadership in our community mm -hmm. is so trash. Yeah. I mean, this is like this your king right here. 
this man right here. Just I'm I'm done. Put him in the X Files. Okay, moving on. Um, I also wanted to touch on another interesting article I've been reading. I've been doing this for a while, reading about China, how they are just like changing the game in Africa, investing heavily um in the resources there. Have you heard this? Yeah, they China's taking over the world. They all in the islands and in Africa. They all over the Unbelievable. So I was watching Vlad TV, which you know brings up a whole nother um set of issues because if anybody i mean you know who vlad is vlad is this russian guy he used to sell mixtapes back in the day and he has this hip-hop website um you know i mean some people would liken him to a culture vulture you know he doesn't his interviews is like he's never going to interview a jay-z or beyonce or anything like that it's usually you know more like ears to the street but this is where I I believe like this is why our podcast is important and things you know what what we're doing is important because this is the man that is that's speaking and and in a way dictating our culture. But um, otherwise, other than that, he did an interview with John Sally and um, John Sally. Do you remember? He, well, I, I mean, I don't remember John Sally ever playing ball, ever playing basketball. But um, he's now into filmmaking, so he's doing a film about when the slave ships were leaving Ghana. He's going over to Africa doing it. So he was talking about how the Chinese are buying, you know, massive amounts of land in Africa. So I started researching it. So here's some really interesting numbers. So last year. The Chinese president Xi Jinping pledged sixty billion—that's six zero billion dollars—in financing for projects in Africa. So that would include like investments and you know different loans and grants for the building of the country. So uh, the continent. So China wants to build trade, investment, and they want to secure their political ties in Africa. So. Um, this is the term I came across, and I think it's very interesting in this, this conversation. It is debt trap diplomacy, because what they're basically doing is they're buying political, um, uh, they're, they're buying uh, their way into the politics of Africa, and it's leaving Africans very deeply indebted to Chinese lenders, because what mm -hmm. happens is, they take out these loans, the loans don't get paid at pay back, and in exchange they're they're taking up the land. So it's it's kind of like a, a new colonialism, so to speak, because it's this is what's going on in Africa right now. Did you so you've you've kind of know something about this? Because I'm I've I started researching it and I'm just like the numbers are crazy. Yeah, um, they're um they're all over. You know, I have a homeboy that uh is Jamaican and he says they have actually taken over the infrastructure of Jamaica, like building their um bridges and building their roads and all kinds of things. So and it's you know, it's not just Africa, you know, Africa has always been like a, a playground for um for for Europe and for resources and the raw yeah. materials and there. Yeah. China too. They're all over the place. And I've read stories about how these Chinamen come into these different countries, these different communities. Um and it's kind of a little side side topic, but you know, they come in, they they mate with the women and then leave these women with these little half Chinese babies and they go off to another country. It's, mm -hmm. it's crazy what they're doing over there. So get this some some numbers because I was I was just you know the, the numbers are just crazy. So China wants to, it's the raw materials, you know, Africa is rich in um, raw materials and the resources. So mining and oil, um, Africa is the supplier of 90% of the entire world supply of platinum and cobalt. Africa supplies half of the world's gold supply and two thirds of the world's manganese. 
35% of the world's uranium comes from Africa. 75% of coltan, so that's the type of metal that's used in virtually every cell phone that's ever been created. 75% of this material comes from Africa. So, you know, China has got it. To, I mean, it's, it's, it's numbers. It makes sense. You know, they are looking to really fuel the economy by taking over the natural resources in Africa. So what I've, what I've also heard is, uh, what I've read is that the labor force. So you would think that um, this investment into Africa would bring more opportunities for the natives, for the Africans, but that's not the case. So the labor force that they're bringing in, of course, is, is Chinese. Of course, the materials that they're bringing in is manufactured in China. And there's been a rise in the incidences of racism. So I'm, I know you've seen it, you know, the videos where the Chinese guy is calling a black man monkey. Mm -hmm. um, this, is, they, this is... Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when you talk about racism as well, they even do have like um, systematic uh, segregation as well, like in their different restaurants they set up where they'll say, you know, no black person, no African is uh, allowed to come into the restaurant after a certain time. Wow. Mm -hmm. I didn't even, I've never, this is, this is crazy. Okay. Uh, more numbers. Cause I, I was just, I was impressed by the numbers. Nigeria is 11 times smaller than the United States, but it has more than half of the population of the U.S. Wow. Can you imagine that? Wow. This place that is a, 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 an 11th, <laughs> in mm -hmm. a decimal point of, of the U.S., has just about the same, you know, almost more than half of the amount of people living in living in that space. Mm -hmm. You know, so to me, that signifies opportunity for us. You know, I was watching Akon on Drink Champs and he talks about black people needing to invest in Africa. You know, he says, we've done it before. We've, we've built in infrastructures before. We see it here in the United States. You know, culturally, this is, this is us. This is what we've done. He said, you know, but here in the U.S., we built it, but we own next to nothing. You know, it's it's mm -hmm. like something I, I like to say. I've heard you say, you know, they want our rhythm, but not our blues. And that's that's what goes on here. So um, I wanted to come up with and I'm going to do more research on this. And I want to bring this to you all listeners out there. Easiest ways to invest in Africa, as I found right now in my research, is through exchange traded funds. Um, so the most popular um, EFT is the South African, or it's called MSCI. Um, it's on the South African Index Fund as EZA or EZA. Um, so I'm going to be doing more research on this because I, I think if, you know, micro um, micro investing, at least for, you know, the everyday person into our motherland, because it is our motherland, um, would be really smart. And they talk about the hot, this is a very high rate of return with this kind of foreign investment. So mm -hmm. more to come on this. All right. We'll be looking out for that. Definitely. All right. Okay. So where we at? We at the week. You know, I know where we at, girl. <laughs> <laughs> We had the weekend D. <laughs> hey, Nye, do you have a weekend D to report? Your oh. personal week? Offline, I do. <laughs> oh, goody. Okay. Offline, I do. I ain't telling you happens no more my fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So... Today we have we have we have a few questions. So let me just make sure listeners out there, if you have a question for the weekend D, hit us up on Instagram. You could send us 
uh, on the Twitter. Um, you can set us, uh, hit us on our um, our website. Uh, that's what I'm saying, podcast.com. You can stay anonymous, of course. Just say it. Look, I want to stay anonymous, but whatever question you have when it comes to Weekend D, please send it to us. Um, so today we have, tonight we have a question from one of our lovely listeners. Very short and sweet. So this is what she says. Um, she says, my man is very conservative in his everyday life and in the bed. How can I get him to let loose and be more wild in the bed? Whew. So <laughs> my my first indica- my first question is, you know, she doesn't give too much detail, but I'm like, well, you know, what is he shy about? Because I think we all have our you know, our sexual temperature, so to speak. And it changes, I think, depending on your, who, who you're, you're with. with, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, because there's some, there's some that I'm just like, wow, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a whore to the 10th power. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a whore. <laughs> and, and then there's some guys, it's just like, you know, you're, you're like a prude. I'm right. like, oh. I'm back in the 10th grade. It's like, I don't even want to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to move too much. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it just, I, I mean, it just like that rhythm, it just, it just depends, you know, it's that mm-hmm. chemistry. Like, so what is it that makes him shy to her, you know? Mm-hmm. um, So, you know, find that out. And to me, like, that's a conversation, you know, when you're with someone that you're comfortable with, you could talk about anything, especially something like this. Yeah. Um, And then I would say, you know, praise him for the little things, so to speak, you know, like, let him know, like, I think for a man to hear that something feels good, that how he's touching, how he's caressing or what he's doing, you know, giving him that praise, mm-hmm. it's only going to increase his, um, you know, his self-esteem about it, make him feel good. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I like sound. I like noise. And I think that shows you the level of my enthusiasm based on how much noise I'm making. Do you agree? Um, well, it depends. Like, I, I'm yeah to to an extent um oh. to an extent I, <laughs> are you just silent like what no i'm not silent but it's to an so can i do a little side note real quick yep. so i just told you i wasn't telling none of my business but here goes a story so yep. years ago years 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 ago i was you know having sex with this dude this dude was moaning so loud I was me. He sounded like a fucking girl. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? So, yeah, I do like noises. And, and in fact, you know, some people have like, they like to play music when they're in the, you know, but I don't. That's me. Like that would be me. I have you. You have a whole playlist. That shit is distracting to me. I I, I can't. I, I can't. It has to be silent. Like, I, I can't. The TV can't be on. I will stop. We'll be like, where's the remote? Let's turn this shit off because I just can't focus. But I like to hear like the noises of having sex with someone, like the, the smacking and the rubbing and the moaning and the, 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 the slurping. And like, I love to hear like the breathing. I love to hear that shit, that shit takes me over the top. So, um, so find out. I don't even know why I'm saying all this. Find out. <laughs> you ain't answering her question. Right. I'm answering my question. <laughs> so, but but really, you know, I think part of it is um, take it outside of the bedroom. You know, because right. sometimes when you're actually in the bed having sex, like that shit gets boring sometimes. Gets boring. A lot of you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So take it outside of the bedroom. And I always am an advocate of your foreplay starting earlier in the day 
through phone calls and text messages and mm-hmm. you know build, that build up that build up yeah. is what? the build up is is everything and plus because you're not face to face maybe he feels a little bit more comfortable telling you telling you what he likes and what he wants um because you know it's like you, he's talking to you but you know you're not like in his face right. and so when you guys see each other then it then it can be on um but also you know Sean was saying you know tell him you know you know, kind of encourage him about what you, what you like about what he's doing, but also compliment him on, on him, on his body and what it is about him that you like, you know, what turns you on, um, about him. Cause you know, maybe he has, he has some body insecurities. Um, you know, maybe there's like a past relationship where, um, someone I've heard so many stories about, you know, some girl then told somebody that dick was little or something mm-hmm. and it ruined this man. I'm looking yep. like this dick is not little. I don't know who told you that. <laughs> that shit is like a horse. Anyway, but um, <laughs> but you, you never know what kind of, you know, where his insecurities kind of, um, you know, what it, where, where they were bred from. So, right. Um, but yeah, I just suggest taking it out the bedroom and starting that foreplay earlier in the day to find out what exactly he likes. You know, maybe he's just not comfortable saying it out loud to you in your face, but if you can kind of start that conversation, um, when you guys are apart, maybe on phone sex, uh, maybe doing, um, video chat, you know, cause yep. That works too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, ain't ain't nothing like a good strip tease. Man, over the, I love over the the chat. Um, I got some stories about that too, but I love love it. But um, uh, phone like a uh, video sex thing. That that shit is amazing. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yeah. And so I like sex good. books too. I like um, you know, like I like the Kama Sutra books and you know the position books, and it's kind of mm-hmm. like, well, you know, let's go through and figure out which one we're gonna do tonight. You know, kind of mm-hmm. get him out of his shell. And I, like I said, I'm I'm gonna go back to find out, you know, what is the what's the reason for? Because like you said, it could be, you know, someone told him that his dick game wasn't tight, or you know, back from back in the day, or you know, something something that's there. And then again, it's just it's to me it's that it's the temperature like you know you guys got to get on the same frequency because I've I've and I know you've had it too I've like I said I've been in situations where you know you just I feel like I'm a super freak I feel Mm -hmm. like I cannot even contain it what you know whether that person is giving me rhythm or not whether he's you know giving it back I just that's me and Mm sometimes I felt like man I gotta tone it down because he ain't even about that life right now Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on you know and then you start having those those feelings of insecurity mm-hmm. or it could just you know a lot of times and this is a real thing you know um not eating right and um not getting enough sleep mm-hmm. being tired you know and it sounds like an excuse mm-hmm. but it that's a real thing you know for men and for women so it, it you know, and also just to kind of um to tag along to that sometimes your sexual rhythm is off like you said maybe he you know, when you want to have sex, he doesn't want to have sex, right. you know, because, you know, maybe he is a night person. He likes to have sex, but you like to have sex in the morning. You trying to, you know, get him to be at his full capacity in the morning when that ain't really his thing. You know what I mean? Because, so, yep, I've been there, done that. Be like, man, <laughs> morning word don't even apply to you. I'm like, don't, don't everybody want to orgasm before they get out of bed? Right? <laughs> I don't everybody want to do that. <laughs> What? That's not like me. Like that's a pretty, ain't you TTG? Ain't you trained to go right, right now? That is how you start your day. 
<laughs> it's not for everybody. I've learned that too the hard way. Man, literally, I, I feel like it's 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 a good way to end your day and start your day. I don't know. I, it, it makes I me, couldn't agree with you sometimes more. Sometimes it makes me so sleepy, and sometimes it wakes me the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. You ever, you ever like go so hard you lose an hour, you go to sleep and be like, God damn. Man, I'm telling them orgasm sleeps be the best fucking sleeps ever. Like the it's best like a coma ever. sleep. And it, you know, it'll be like, why am I so sleepy? And I'm like, oh shit, I forgot. <laughs> I just rubbed one out like you know 30 minutes ago. Oh, <laughs> and I'm passed out over here. You're like to the great by and by. Bye. <laughs> right. Gone. Um, okay, but getting back to the at hand. Oh, I think girl. did we give her some <laughs> did we give her some good advice? <laughs> oh, yeah, I think we did. I think we did. Um okay. And then also, I don't know if if you're man or you if you guys are drinkers, if you drink wine, but sometimes you know if even if you're a weed smoker, you know sometimes those little things kind of um, lower lowers your inhibition. You yep, know? I second that motion. It, it sends all that heat right to where it need to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, it's hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, love it. Ooh, yeah. But mm, ain't ain't nothing like you know a dude that's throwing back that rhythm though. Like, yeah, man. Like, I swear, when you find that one with that chemistry, I girl, we was talking offline. I didn't even get, I didn't even get into it with you. That's that's an offline conversation. But it's like, geez, when you find that one that the chemistry is there and it's like on site. When people mm-hmm. say on site, that shit be on fucking site on site you can't concentrate like you know you got a daily life to live but you can't really right. concentrate I'm because like, we're out here in this movie right now but do you you want to just go home real quick <laughs> <laughs> we need gotta watch the movie we need gotta watch this movie for real for real <laughs> like, we gonna make it over early <laughs> <laughs> fuck this movie make our own movie <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing like it. it is oh my god there's nothing like that mm, 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 mm. Whew. okay we having flashbacks in church yeah, like please <laughs> oh my god you know my heart you know my heart <laughs> some good sex will make you be like you know maybe I can put up with this broke motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, just maybe. Goodness gracious. <laughs> because I swear, good sex, you you let a lot of shit slide, slide with, man, with good sex. You sure what? do. Jeez. I, you, girl, let me just. <laughs> there will be times that I would get in my car and drive 200 miles one way <laughs> <laughs> with, with no money on my easy pass. <laughs> Flying through, flying through the tolls. Nobody. Ten dollars a gas. Like, Lord, if, if I could just get there, I got a few dollars. Please, please say a little prayer. Traveling mercies. <laughs> Give me to my destination. <laughs> I have done. I have done it. I have done it. Okay. Like you on that road, trying not to go to sleep. Like I just need to get. Uh huh. Are you you something them you up? <laughs> what you doing? Yep. Oh, you present. Now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I ain't nothing like it. I swear, I have drove two hundred miles one way. Like, mm-hmm. okay, it's only three hours, three hours and fifteen Damn. minutes. 
And you know, the crazy thing is, is that most of uh, some of the guys that I've had like the, the best sexual chemistry with, physically, they were not my type. You, you have said this. Yes. Oh, and that shit is to me. I don't know if it's just me. It's it is it is the weirdest thing. Like, like I have a I I do have a type of you know what I what I like, but sometimes the one who gets me going be a complete opposite of that type, and it's it's, it's very interesting. I don't know why. It just be something. It just it just be something. I know. I've looked. I've we've known each other long enough. I've listened. Like I I've heard you say it. Like I don't know Girl. what it is. I don't know what it is about these men with these hard faces, but God damn. <laughs> <laughs> these manly faces. These strong faces. Lord, these motherfuckers we having the panties wet. <laughs> like, oh, really, God. like I got the... Mm. Okay. Oh, <laughs> we didn't took the weekend dick report through the week. <laughs> we didn't did the seven day report. Okay. Right, okay. Moving on. <laughs> Moving along. <sighs> Where are we at? All right. We're at the I reminisce, I reminisce. Yes. 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 So this is my reminisce. And I really have to find something else to say because I always say this is my shit. But I just, <laughs> I mean, I just be loving music so much that the songs I love just they all just be like my favorite. So I'm taking us all the way back to 1989 to three times dope till I feel it dawns. Funky oh my goodness. <laughs> can I can I do it? Can I do it? No, Let me this is mine. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dollar commission check. <laughs> Selling the New York Times. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> Remember back in the day, they tried to sell you long distance. <laughs> Are you happy with your long distance carry? <laughs> 
Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. So that was my reminisce. Funky dividends by three times dope. Love it. Love it. All right. <laughs> so we are at the segment of the show where we highlight a black business. We believe in growing our economy and strengthening our communities. And we desire to build awareness of products made FUBU for us by us. So this week, I want to highlight Wadada Health Market and Juice Bar. It is the first Black-owned vegan health food store to come to the historic West End of ATL, shorty. So it's located at 878 Ralph Abernathy Boulevard in Atlanta. So y'all know Wadada means love in Amharic. It's the national language of Ethiopia. So if you're in the ATL area on Ralph Abernathy, I know that block real well, um, <laughs> go check out <laughs> go check out Wadada Health market and juice bar and you can find them on instagram at wadada underscore atl all right okay all right y'all well we've come to the end of the show you can listen and subscribe to that's what i'm saying the podcast we're in itunes google play iHeartRadio, soundcloud speaker stitcher Castpod, tune in spotify and youtube if you want to see us in person uh you can follow us hit us up on instagram fit uh Fitter and a Twisper. <laughs> Fitter and a Twisper. <laughs> Twitter and Facebook. If you want to visit our website, that's what I'm saying, podcast.com. And of course, Nye, who do we always shout out? Every week, we have to give a huge shout out to Vegas World Inc. Y'all know he has a podcast called Hip Hop Now. You can find him on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening, subscribing, and liking us on social media. Until next week, take care. Love ya.